We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Meanwhile, the Knicks, after that thrilling come-from-behind victory on Friday night, come back home, and they're now under 500 at home. This will drop them to 2-3 and three here at the Garden. You have to be in 25-11 and 11 at home last season. You can't get it together now. Uh, a tough night once again. Tom Thibodeau says congratulations to the Cavs coaching staff. Uh, what is... The best scoring night, the best shooting night of Ricky Rubio's career, plus 10 assists to go with a career-high 37 points on a career-high eight three-pointers. All right. Well, that was not something that you will ever see again, no matter how long you watch organized basketball. Um, Knicks lose to the Cavs by, I don't know, several points. Um, I think the lead got out of hand there at the end, 16, 17, something along those lines. Um before I say anything about the Knicks tonight, uh, let me first just say that uh, the Cavs are good. The East is good. Um, it's staggering to think that outside of Orlando, who, of course, has uh, already beaten the Knicks, and um, Detroit, uh, I, I, I really don't know who's the 13th best team in the East, who's the 12th best team in the East, who's the 11th best team in the East. The East is really good, and the Cavs are good. Um, and I had a funny feeling when uh, Colin Sexton didn't start the second half for Cleveland. I was like, that's not good news for the Knicks. Um, I thought they, the Knicks would all due respect to Andrew Claudio and his, his love of Colin Sexton. I said to myself, I think the Knicks are going to have or would have had a better chance winning this game if Colin Sexton was in there to start um, than uh, Ricky Rubio. But as it were, he was not. And the Knicks uh, lost. Uh, yes, th- obviously the entire NBA uh, is going to be talking about the fact that Ricky Rubio uh, was ended up 8-for-9. He obviously started 8-for-8 eight eight from three in this game, did not miss. To a lesser extent, the Cavs were 13-of-16 uh, from three in the fourth quarter until I think they missed one or two down the stretch there at the end for the game. Cleveland was 19 for 35 from deep, shot 54%, where the Knicks were 9 of 31. Um, Yeah, that stuff all has a lot to do with it. Um, But this was a game where the Knicks played okay in the first half. They played fine. They were okay in the first half. They had some really nice moments, and they had some really bad moments, some careless moments. 
couple of handful of bad shots, um, handful of bad turnovers. Um, that was a game that if the Knicks were really on their P's and Q's, and if the Knicks defended like they defended, uh, certainly for most of the second half of the game, especially when the second unit came in, um, I think that's a game that the Knicks are probably winning by 10, 12 points at halftime. And then, you know, does Rubio still come out and do what he does? I don't know. Um, at the very least, uh, they're not. Because the thing was, in the fourth quarter, for anybody who missed this game, the Knicks were, I think, down at, by 15 at one point, 16, 14, whatever it was. And they kept making a couple punches um, and got it to six a few times. But they just couldn't get over that hump. And that hump would not have been nearly as large had they played better in the first half. And then certainly in the third quarter. But, again, the third quarter is when Cleveland started hitting some ridiculous shots. But, again, Knicks came on the third quarter, <clears throat> and they were just a little off. Um, and I don't think it was any one guy. Somebody did have a bad game. Um, he's been the best player all season, so we're, we're not going to rag on him too much. But um, – you know, for the most part, it wasn't on any one guy. This was this was a collective less than what you would expect through, again, two and a half, three quarters, and then the backups came in and, and gave us something to, to cheer about. And I do think there was a very big positive to leave this game from. Not that I ever, ever had any question that he would, he would get to this point, but obviously Emmanuel quickly uh, certainly found something there in the fourth quarter. And he was outstanding, and he was uh, the best player on the team tonight. Um, so good for him. Uh, we got Tibbs coming up in a few minutes. I'll be curious as to what he says about this. Oh, that, that's the other thing I have to I have to start off by at least mentioning. So <clears throat> I sent out a tweet about this earlier, but for anybody who may have missed it, um, Tom Thibodeau takes over in Minnesota in 2016. Uh, there is an inkling that he really is not in the Ricky Rubio business. Uh, Ricky Rubio obviously plays out the season there. They are rumored from the day the season ends to be, that's where Jeff Teague is going to go. They ship Ricky Rubio off for, I think I got a first round pick for him. And the funny thing was Ricky Rubio, maybe with the exception of Kevin Garnett is perhaps the only player in the history of the NBA who loved loved playing in Minnesota, relished the idea of playing in Minnesota, adored playing in Minnesota, never wanted to play anywhere else. And Tibbs traded his ass to Utah. And then he went to Phoenix, and now he's obviously in Cleveland. Um, my, my sense is that uh, watching tonight, Ricky Rubio may not have forgotten that Tibbs picked uh, Jeff Teague over uh, him, um, as it were. Uh, it didn't work out for so well for Jeff Teague. Didn't work out so well for Tom Thibodeau in Minnesota. Um, and obviously did not work out uh, so well for the next tonight. Uh, we'll get into the specifics, but as we always do, we will get right to the Super Chat when I have a feeling. Uh, and again, uh, sorry, one more thing before I get to the Super Chat. Just kind of big picture. Seven and three would feel a lot better than six and four. Um, I thought this was a game they would win tonight. Um, they got a tough, couple, tough couple of games coming up. They got... Uh, Philly, Milwaukee, and then some games against teams that they could win against, they could lose against. Uh, I thought this was important because I thought if they got to seven and three, 
Uh, worst case scenario, I thought they'd go three and three over the next six and get to 10 and six after those first 16 games, which to me was always kind of a, a baseline. I wanted to get to 10 and six after the first 16 games. And now that's going to be a little tougher um, because certainly the next two games are not guaranteed. And then the four after that, I mean, I know they got another one against Orlando. I think they got one uh, against Houston in there as well. And then Indiana, Charlotte. So, but really now with this loss in my mind, this puts some pressure on them. You got to win one of these next two games. I know Milwaukee's struggling immensely right now, um, but you know, you're going to beat the world champs twice in a row. We'll see. You're going to beat Philly, who's the best team in the East at the moment, uh, twice in a row. We'll see. Um, but credit to credit to Cleveland. My biggest takeaway from this game by far, by far, is that uh, Cleveland um, is a good team. Um, and they'll be in the playoff race um, all season long because they're, they're, uh, they're good. They know what they're doing. And uh, Evan Mobley is certainly a, a special player. Okay. Brian Benjamin with our first Super Chat comment. Uh, I know this loss was caused of, uh, by an amazing night from Rubio, but Obi had it going in the first quarter. I knew this was coming. And in the last quarter when Tibbs kept taking him out, when he's hot, he has to keep it going. Love Grimes. He needs playing time. Who, first of all, who do you want Grimes to get playing time over? You can't, you can't do that. Can't say Grimes needs time. Who? Who's sitting? Who's on the bench? RJ? RJ was on the bench tonight because RJ had the worst game of the season, and I'm not going to harp on it. But RJ was bad tonight, and he should have sat on the bench in favor of Grimes because he was not only offensively, RJ didn't have it defensively. Grimes brought that energy. I love to see it. But you can't say, you know, Grimes needs – who? Who? You said Alec Burks? Okay, maybe, um, I guess. After eight games, nine games, not going there yet. Uh, listen, Grimes is a nice prospect. Um, brings a ton of energy. Um, defensively, I love it. They will be able to use him in those spots. In a perfect world, that's where you want to use him as a rookie. You got him for four more years. You don't need to to shove the kid down everybody's throat as a rookie. He'll get his spots in spots like this. That's when he should be getting his spots. As for Toppin, you know, Tibbs gave him a run in the second half, um, as he should have. Do I personally thought it was the right move to bring back Randall in the second half? Um. As far as the first half, I was as perplexed as everybody why he took him out so quick. I thought he could have used another minute or two. I thought his energy was good. He was making everything. Cleveland had no answer for him. So I'll give you I'll give you that uh, I, I would have liked to see Obi play um, another couple of minutes in the first half for sure. Again, I was fine with him putting in. I mean, again, this is <laughs> you're talking about you couldn't take Noel out because Noel was your best defensive player all night long. Couldn't go small. Not against those guys. Not against that lineup. And, uh, you know, you, you it, it's tough when you're picking between a really exciting young player who's doing a lot of really good things and the guy who finished eighth in MVP last year, which I know is a thing that we like to, like, brush off early in the season when he's not being everything that we want him to be and more. But, like, there's been a lot of really good players in NBA history, Hall of Fame players, guys who finished in the top 75 of all time, never finished eighth in MVP, never finished second all-team all or second all-NBA. You know, you, you, at some point, you, you do have to kind of go um, with your guys. I, at the same time, I thought he could have gone with them longer in the first half. So that part of the comment is is fair. Um, Kyle Smith, let me just scroll back up to you. Um, in three of the, last, uh, of the Knicks' four last games, Ananobi Turner and a Rubio 
I've had career nights. Chalk it up to bad luck, next D, or a little bit of both. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a little bit of both, but I, I from the Knicks D perspective, the Knicks defense since Tibbs took over has always been, we are going to make sure that we are going to help off of three point shooters. And we are going to try as best as possible. It doesn't always work out this way, but as best as possible to help off of three point shooters that the data shows are the three point shooters that you want to be laying off of. They laid off of miles Turner all of last year. And for the most part, it worked out well. This season, they laid off a of Miles Turner. Miles Turner fucking had a career night from deep. And Anobi, I don't think they were laying off. And Anobi was just like, and Anobi's a, a, a fucking all star. That guy's, I mean, you can't really guard that guy if he's hitting threes. Rubio, again, the data shows he's the guy you lay off, him and, and Mobley in the Cavs starting five. And those guys, you know, Mobley, I think, hit at least one, maybe hit two. And then, you know, Rubio does. So that's, that's game plan. Um, because in the NBA, the way offenses are nowadays, like you can't, you can't stop everything. You have to pick and choose your spots, and and Tibbs teams are, are are pretty smart about which spots they choose. Just you know, sometimes they're gonna get shit like this. Uh, Ryan Huang, on the bright side, all four losses have come to guys that have had career nights. Yeah, uh, this can't happen every other night, right? Yeah, no, I think this is this is some definitely some luck uh, baked in here. Um, forgotten NYC. In three or five home games thus far, a visiting player is recording. <laughs> I guess this is going to be a theme. A career high in points. This is a problem. I, I don't think it's a – I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. Um, it's annoying. It's unfortunate. But, you know, what are you going to do? Um, Anthony Six, though. Uh, Miles Turner threes, Rubio, Grayson Allen, Raptors shooting. How much do you attribute to defensive failings? Uh, teams playing up for us, tough luck. I definitely think teams are playing up for them. Um, in terms of defensive failings, like my, 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 my viewpoint has been clear all year. I, I do think that there have been games and moments where they have not made that extra effort to at least make the three point shooter think about it. Um, and that happened a few times tonight though, by and large though, I, I thought their defensive effort tonight was pretty good. I'll be curious to see what Tibbs says. Maybe Tibbs says something completely different. I thought their defensive effort was okay. But again, in the first half, it was not as good as it could have been. Um, and then when you combine that with the occasional sloppiness, with the occasional bad shot, you know, with a couple of guys having off nights. And by the way, we haven't even talked about the fact that the Knicks shot – fuck did the Knicks shoot tonight? I'm assuming they shot, what, 9 of 20, 30 from deep? 9 of 31. So the Knicks were were 29% from three, you know. Um R.J. Barrett was 0 for 6. Derek, uh, Julius Randle was 1 for 5. Fournier was 2 for 7. Like, you know, you need those guys to hit shots. And uh, if the other team is going to shoot you as outshoot you as drastically as this, you, you're it's going to be tough to win games. And the fact that the Knicks were even in it at the end, you know, they made a spirited run. I'll give them that. Uh, <clears throat> let's keep it going. Uh, Hush Zoo. My Knicks PTSD kicking in from in when I'm just smiling at Rubio turning into Prime Curry. Uh, Obi deserved to play all the fourth. Bad rotation call by Tibbs. I mean, again, Obi played, I want to say, six minutes straight there. Um, I, I, I Looking at, like, what happened after Randall got back in the game, I mean, I'm pretty sure didn't Randall get – 
he got that heads up steal, uh, or was that in the third quarter? I think that was probably the third quarter. Um, he did have a huge block, a massive block. Um, did he do anything other than that? No, probably not. Um, would Obi have done more? Maybe. I, I just, you know, I don't. Here's the thing. RJ was playing a bad game. Randall wasn't playing a bad game. Randall took a cuff, cu- took a couple uh, tough looks. Um, he wasn't playing a bad game. Defensively, he was playing a good game. Um, wasn't really hitting from deep. But he did, you know, he had some nice moments too. I mean, again, the guy, what was Randall's final line? He shot, he had 19 points on 17 uh, attempts, seven assists, seven rebounds. Do I think Obi probably outplayed him in his minutes against backups? Yeah, I think he probably did. Um, Again, that's not the way I'm going to go. Do I think it's a completely unfair comment? No, I don't think it's an unfair comment. Um, The Neal's next door. To me, everyone is still trying to find their role on the team. I'd rather take these losses early, but we should have rode the bench to the end. I, yeah, I guess that's going to be the popular popular sentiment. I mean, he rode quickly in Noel to the end, as he obviously should have. Um, I think it was the right move to, to bring Rose back in. Um, he left Grimes in. He left the rookie in. So, I mean, really, what are we talking about here? We're talking about, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. We were We were ready to build a statue to Julius Randle after last season. And uh, look, I, I get it. It's it's natural. Obi is a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun, and he's gotten a lot better. He's solid on defense. He got – but again, it's like he's still a second-year player. Like nobody wants to think about that he bit on – what was it? The Rubio pump fake when Rubio got around uh, Grimes, by the way, another guy you all want to see in the game. Uh, and that was two free throws. And, like, that's momentum. Um, like, those plays count, too. Like, look, I love the OB finishes and the acrobatics as much as anyone. But if you're a head coach, you have to look at everything. Um, and you also have to worry about the locker room. So, again, when you have a guy who has just proven himself over the last calendar year to be an all-star, an all-NBA-level player, you know, the, the 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 guy who's been mostly responsible for the, the resuscitation of your organization to just be like, all right, yeah, we're going to go with the kid. I, that's a lot easier said than done. And I'm not saying that like Randall would cause a stink or that would cause an issue in the locker room necessarily. Like if Obi's having a good enough game, but again, we're talking about a guy like Randall was having a decent game. He made a lot of really big plays. He made a lot of really tough shots. Um, you, this, these are the moments where I know losing sucks. Trust me. I get it. When you lose, a coach is going to make decisions, and we're fans. We're not going to like all those decisions. Uh, we're always going to have things to second guess because you lose. Um, but you, you have to try to keep a level head and see the bigger picture and uh, remember, you know, <laughs> that uh, sometimes putting the guy who has the longer track record is, is, is the better move. It didn't work out tonight. But again, I don't know that they would have won this game if they had kept Obi. And I, I must, my assumption is that they would not have. Because um, again, 13 for 16 in the fourth quarter from three. You know, what are you going to do? Uh, Dan Hidalgo, encouraging stuff from quickly. Obviously, the Knicks have to rediscover their defense, but we still haven't seen this team play their best. 100% haven't seen them play their best. They're, they've been playing fine. Um, I don't think they've played terribly. I don't think they've played great. I think they've played okay, you know, 
Um, that's about it. But yeah, haven't really talked about uh, quickly much. Um, quickly was the best player on the floor. I said that earlier. Um, his he kept him in the game uh, or brought them back into the game. Like I wrote it at, at or I said it at certain points last year that or maybe you know what I think I wrote it after he didn't make All NBA second team. And I think what I wrote, and a couple of people call me out on this, and I push back on it, was this team wins four or five less games last season if they don't have Emmanuel quickly. And they're like, oh, that's an overstatement, isn't it? No. That dude's energy easily, I think, won them a handful of games last year and like was was a massive factor in another handful. Um and, and what always what always was the the telltale sign for me for quickly last season was when he would come in and, again, game-to-game plus-minus is not worth the paper it's printed on. But it, when it happens again and again and again and again and again, where you'd see his minutes, and even in games he would be poor, have poor shooting performances, he would still be a plus for the night. He always brought it, and he always kept opposing teams on their toes with how he plays the game and his energy at both ends of the floor. And now he's a better player on defense. And the only thing that has not happened this season is his shot has not been falling. That's the only thing he has played brilliantly in every way. Shot just hasn't been falling. Well, tonight the shot started finally started to fall. Um, I'm really excited for what quickly has in store. I still think he's going to be a massive part of this team moving forward. And I'm really, uh, you know, it, it is definitely something that I will take, as a positive uh, from from tonight. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Knicks basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for Knicks tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that all other sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NBA tickets. Don't believe it? If you could find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110 percent of the difference in the purchase price. When the Knicks schedule came out, there are definitely certain dates we all circled on the calendar. October 20th against the Celtics, Christmas Day against the Hawks, 
January 12th against the Mavericks, even April 6th against Brooklyn. Whether on the road or in the garden, TickPick has you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash filmschool today to save $10 on your first order of Knicks tickets. That's TickPick.com slash filmschool to save $10 on your first order of Knicks tickets today. And we got tips. First questions by Ricky Rubio, unsurprisingly. Well, they get their confidence early. You know, it's hard to shut them down after that. So, you know, he's uh, he's been a good player in the league for a long time. <clears throat> Taxi driver, your comments up next. Yeah, just, you know, be ready to play. You know, the games keep coming. They come fast. Everyone in the league is good. You got to be ready. You got to play with an edge. Our defense wasn't very good. Our rebounding wasn't very good. And rebounding was not we're very good. Rely just strictly on offense. We're, we're going to pay a price for it. I think it's important, and, you know, and He's always working and he stays ready. We're looking for energy, a spark. And so we felt like maybe he could give us something and thought he did a good job. Oh, sorry, it was about quick. It's about uh, and, uh, know, Unfortunately, you know, we had one crack to get back in and, you know, we, we didn't get it done. Well, everything, I think, you know, I think, and it's hard to judge, you know, like I always say, whatever your game plan is, there's two things you always look at. One is, you know, are you executing the scheme correctly? And, you know, and two, are you doing it hard enough? And sometimes the answer to that is you are. So that's when you change. But if you're lacking in, you know, execution of, of the scheme or, the intensity and it just takes, you know, one person to, to miss, you know, and we're all tied together. So, you know, we have to, we have to fix it. We have to look and we have to learn. And then, you know, we got to get ready for Philadelphia. It's a quick turnaround. Philadelphia's playing great basketball. Uh, so yeah, they are. Uh, we have to be ready tomorrow. Question about three losses at home. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think the, the big thing is we have to be, you know, we're not going to win just because we're home. You know, we, we have to understand that, you know, we, we have great fans and it's a great place to play, but our opponents get up to play here too. And so uh, we have to have an edge about us, you know, and, you know, right now we, we have to fix some things, and that's what I want our mindset to be. Yeah, and again, same thing. When you're like when you're behind, like we were, you're searching. You know, so whatever the plan was, that's out the window, and then you, you're trying to get some energy and life, and you know, so we that's what we we're doing, and we wanted to see. You know, I thought Alec 
gave us some good minutes. I thought it would be give us some it gave us some good minutes. Uh, quick got going a little bit, which was good. Uh, but we have to be able to count our defense, and we didn't get that done. Has it happened? Oh, uh, this is Berman asking about Kemba. And I don't want to like make excuses because that's not what we should do. And that's the NBA. And the NBA is there's constant change, whether it's you know injury, illness, uh, foul trouble, whatever. There's constant change, and how quickly can we adapt? And that's that's what we have to focus in on. So okay. Kemba's out. Next guy get in there, get the job done. You just understand that that's, that's all part of this. Uh, and obviously we have to do better. You know, and I, I'd say this, it, you know, I want to take a look at the film before I, you know, you know, I make any judgments on that. And, you know, there's things that I, I think we can do better. We, we learn from each game, so you win, you uh, learn. We'll take a good look at the film, and then we'll go from there. All right, uh, I'm going to get back to the super chat comments. Um, taxi driver, we can't just all blame it on Ricky Rubio. Our three point defense has been absolutely horrible so far this season, and tonight the starters played with no soul in the third quarter. Um, I don't know that I want to say they played with no soul in the third quarter. I think they were they were missing shots. Uh, again, there was something a little bit lacking. It was what it was. Um, I, I don't agree, though, that the, def- the three-point defense has been horrible so far this season. I think it's been worse than last season, and there's been a little bit of extra effort that's been missing. Um, but at the same time, you do have to tip your cap at some point to guys making shots, um, you know, which you can only control so much. Um, Sand Reckoner, one, I like take fouls. They prevent breakaway dunk momentum builders. <laughs> Two, that's a that's a unique take. Uh, you're, I think you're in the minority there. Two, there won't always be career games against us. I agree with that. And then three, Noel needs a jugs machine. (laughs) There has never been a player in the history of the NBA who has a bigger discrepancy between um, how good his hands are on defense and how bad his hands are on offense. It is absolutely uncanny um, with Noel. Um, He is just absolutely – he's useless on defense. Or on offense, excuse me. Um, defense, I thought he played another great game. He was the better of the two Knicks centers on defense for the second game in a row. Um, and uh, I thought his defense uh, was a big part in trying to get them back in the game. So uh, kudos to uh, kudos to him uh, for that. Um, do, do, do. Okay. Uh, Douglas Forrest, if Walker is out, start Grimes. Seriously. Starting Rose damages the second unit big time. Oh, man. Um, so you're going to ask RJ Barrett to run point. You're going to ask Julius Randle to run point. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one. Um, 
NBA defenses are really good. And if you start a game without a point guard, um, you know, that's going to be rough. I'm, look, I'm fine. Here's what I would have done myself. I would have started quickly, and as I understand it from, from what I was I was told earlier today, there was at least some thought to starting Emmanuel quickly. Um, I would start quickly. I would keep Rose in the second unit. I wonder the next time they have a situation where Walker is out, will they start uh, quickly instead of Rose? Leave Rose in the second unit, and then you play Grimes uh, in the second unit. I'm totally fine with that. I like that. Um, you know, or, or start Rose and just – Play Grimes. I mean, here's the thing about Grimes. <clears throat> I don't think you're going to have to work very hard to get him time. Like Alec Burks is not going to play 82 games. Um, Evan Fournier is not going to play 82 games. Derrick Rose is not going to play 82 games. Kemba Walker already has not played 82 games. Um, Grimes is going to get time. You're, you're not. You you don't need to to bench one of your healthy players to to get him. But uh, I, as far as starting him, I think that's probably probably a bit much. Um, Charm City Nick fan. Hate losing, but still not going to get too low on my lows. 52 wins, question mark. Um, man, if they had won this game um, and they had gone like four and two in the next six and they had gotten to 11 and five after their first 16, I would have heard I would have heard a conversation about 50 wins. Um, I said 47 before the season. Sticking with 47, I think 47 would be a very nice total, especially in this Eastern Conference where it's just fucking brutal. Um, Daniel Meja. Meja. Every game Jeremy is scheduled to do post game, we've won. Coincidence? I think not. Good comment. Um, D Zilla. What's going on, D? The difference between role players and all stars is consistency. I love so many of our players, but we truly seem to lack consistently consistency top to bottom. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's why. GMs across the sport, when they're faced with the decision of, do I stick with one all-star and then a bunch of really good players, or do I go get a second star and in some cases go get a third star at the, at the cost of, um, of, you know, consistency throughout the roster. People, people choose stars. I mean, people have been choosing stars since the fucking Lakers put together Wilt and, and Jerry West and, uh, and Elgin Baylor um, in the, in the late sixties. Um, this is not a new concept. Um, you're hundred percent right. That's why like for all, for all the complaints about Julius Randall, like you're complaining about a guy who like, he's, you know, calling him a perennial all-star is probably pretty generous. He's a, he's a, he's a lower tier all-star. And like, even a guy like that is only going to be so consistent. And then, Guys are run down from that. Your your Fournier's, your where Kemba's at right now, where Rose is at right now. Like these guys are where RJ's at right now. These guys are awesome players, but they're not. You know, they're not at that level. That's a great comment. Um, you dunk now to G. I think players get hot from three because we leave them wide open, and then later finally try to defend it. But by then it's too late, and they're in his own. Yeah, completely. I, and here's why I agree with that. As I said earlier. I just – I don't know. I'm always going to go back to this point. Even the guys that the game plan – and, and you, you heard Tim say this. He he admitted it a few minutes ago where he talked about we have a game plan going in. But then sometimes you have to adjust the game plan. But the game plan is not just like give the, to, give the guy all the time in the world. The game plan is like if there's going to be – if there has to be a momentary breakdown, 
that's where the momentary breakdown is. But that doesn't mean you let the guy get comfortable. And that's to the to the earlier comment about the three point defense being abysmal abysmal this year. I think that's what you're referencing, is that that extra effort to at least make those guys who you want taking those three point sh- shots make them think about it. They have not done that consistently this year. I completely agree with that. Um, Anthony Sixto back with another super chat comment. Thank you, Anthony. Criticism will focus on the Knicks, but it's time to reconsider just how competitive the East will be. A lot of young talent out there. No nights off again. You know, I'll I'll ask I'll ask the chat who's the thirteenth best team in the East because maybe it's just recency bias. I don't think it's Cleveland. Um, I don't think it's Toronto. I mean, you want to tell me it's Boston with those two fucking monsters up top at, at, at in Tatum and Brown? You want to tell me it's Indiana? who smoked us the other night, like they're good. They know what they're doing. You want to tell me it's going to be like Washington at the end of the day? Um, you know, Washington won again tonight. They, I'm pretty sure they beat uh, Milwaukee, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, they did. Um, I really, I really don't know who is the 13th best team in the Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta your, your, your last season's conference finalist. So a team who a lot of people said was going to be the, the third best team in the East this year. Is it them? You know, I mean, I just, I really don't know who it is. It is, it is the deepest the East has been in some time. And right now the only saving grace is that the top is not great. Um, and I, maybe it won't be great all year, you know, with, with the Kyrie situation and with, you know, Ben Simmons and um, Milwaukee seems to be a little bit iffy, but, Shit, if the top of the East ever gets his shit together, oh boy. Um, yeah, this is going to be a ch- which is why, you know, everybody before the season who's like the Knicks could be – Jeff Van Gundy, Jeff Van Gundy told me this on this on my podcast. The Knicks could be a better team this year and finish with a worse record and a worse seed. And that's that's why I cautioned everybody, like, don't don't take, a, you know, a seven or an eight seed this year as, like, a failure. Um, the East is just fucking brutal. Brian Benjamin, Randall doesn't have to be the savior every night, though. Obi didn't miss a shot. Uh, DVD was uh, a shot. DVD was plus five compared to uh, minus twenty-two with Randall. Um, Randall did. I counted probably four shots that I would have he rather not taken um, that he missed. I also count another two or three that he I didn't want him taking that he made. Um, it's just really, I just, I I don't know how to respond to these comments other than to just kind of go back to the same thing again. And I, I don't know that it's wise to be so quick to dismiss, you know, what got you here and Randall got the team to where they at, they're at. Um, I agree though. I, I, I could, you could count it between three and six shots that Randall has taken every game this year, every game this year that you say that's not a good shot. Um, and tonight it was about four or five, somewhere in that range. So yes, a hundred percent. Can Randall be better? Yes. Should Randall be better? Yes. Um, 
am I am I willing to say that he needs to be riding the bench in fourth quarters for Obi Toppin? I'm not there yet. Check back with me in you know a month. Uh, Jason M, you said Randall played a good game defensively. What game were you watching? I guess a different one than you. He was terrible on defense. He came in and immediately gave up an open three. Um, Randall is always going to be hit and miss on defense. He's always going to have his moments where he falls asleep. But again, you know, Obi does the same thing. He's a young player. Obi's going to do that. Uh, Randall, for the most part all year long, has been hustling his ass off on defense. Um, His block was the biggest momentum play the game. I know it didn't end up mattering, um, but I thought it was huge. There were a couple of moments where he was down low and, you know, you would have liked to him to show a little bit more resistance when the defense broke down and somebody was driving. But, you know, I thought we'll, we'll agree to disagree here. I thought Randall played a good game defensively. I think you, I think it's easy with Randall to look at the bad because the bad is bad with Randall when he falls asleep. But, like, you know, nobody wants to say it. RJ had a much worse game defensively. Um, he wasn't staying with any of Cleveland's drivers. Um, you know, he just he had an off night, and he's allowed to. He's been the Knicks' best player this season. Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Uh, I think the Knicks struggle against teams that shoot the three well. Um, yeah, that was the case last season, too, for sure. By the way, I stand by everything I've said very quickly. Man, give you credit for for sticking with it uh, because you knew I wasn't calling for banishment. I'm proud of Grimes. We'll bounce back. Yeah, I just you know I want I want 20 to 25 minutes quickly every night. Uh, I will I will always ride with him. CT Pittman. I told what's up, CT? How are you? I told you all earlier this week the Cavs were not the pushovers they used to be. Yeah, no. Anybody who thought they were, I thought the uh, you know I I I don't think I picked against the Knicks all year. I for my my. Uh, gambling columns that I write for for odds checker, um, and I picked against them tonight. I said I thought they'd win, but I thought the line was ridiculous. It was like an eight point line tonight, which I was like, why, why are why are we giving Cleveland eight points? Um, didn't make any sense to me. Um, and sure enough, there you go. Um, I've watched a lot of their games. The East is a beast this season. Going to be a roller coaster ride this year. Buckle up. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't. I can't say any better than that. Good. Good comment. Um, Warzone Chronicles. Hold on. I missed you there for a sec. Hang on. Uh, I know it hurts you, my good man, but Tibbs is a sincere lunatic <laughs> who is completely devoid of logic. Some nights. Talk to everybody who who gave him uh, the Coach of the Year award last year, and uh, you know who gave him the Coach of the Year award a decade before that. I just uh, – the NBA has a lot of good players. And some nights you get made to look bad. Um, to put to put tonight's loss on Tibbs, I don't know. Y- y'all are uh, – y'all watch different games than me sometimes. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, back for more. Should be noted uh, is that the shift in balance of power means this portion of the schedule might be stronger than – and the West portion might be weaker. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure who in the West, like, is a pushover. Uh, the the Thunder have been trying, apparently. The Rockets have been trying. Uh, the Pelicans are pretty bad. We already played them once. The Spurs, I never take the Spurs for granted. Timberwolves, maybe. 
Timberwolves might be bad. Um, we'll see. They're three and five. I think they've lost four in a row. Clippers, we'll, you know, we'll see. Um, I guess maybe the, you know what it is? The middle of the the West can be had. Like the Kings are seventh right now. The Blazers are eighth right now. Those teams have not really played particularly well. The Lakers are ninth. They haven't played particularly well. The Clippers, tenth. They have not played particularly well. Um, you know, only Utah and Golden State have been really, really good out west. Um, so that's a you know, maybe that's a fair comment. CT, you're back for more. What's going on, CT Pippen? I love you, my man. Last thing, Macri. Um, what are your thoughts on Mitch? I'm in head-to-head matchups. The fro has been putting up better numbers than Mitch. Yeah, Jared Allen was was better tonight. I know Mitch had what did he have? Like five blocks. Um, I thought his defense was was hit or miss. I thought he had some really nice, um, right, nice moments. Obviously, but I actually think I'll, I'll go back to the last game as well. I thought he was not. I didn't think Mitch was was great against Milwaukee either. And it's funny because before that, um, I thought I definitely think I remember thinking after five games, I'm like, this is the best five games Mitch has played in his career, and I don't think it's close. And then since maybe those five, so whatever, the last three or four, I, I feel like he's been there's been an edge that's been that's been missing a little bit. Um, I don't know if it has anything to do with the head-to-head matchup with, with Jared Allen. There should be no reason for him getting bodied for rebounds against smaller guys. Yeah, I just – I don't know. There's been like a little bit of a, a tenacity maybe missing. Um, I also thought he was just out of position because he helped a few times, and that's not on him. Um, but Allen's just – Allen's really good. Allen's consistent. Allen's like – you know, Jared Allen's like a top – 12 center in the league, top 10 center. I don't know. Something in that range. He's really good. Um, Dom Cappuccini, if our three isn't going down and the paint is sealed, we have to lean on our defense. That's what happened last season. They haven't been doing it as much. Haven't been doing it at all. Um, That edge, they did it in Milwaukee a little bit. Uh, And that edge is not consistent enough. Are you sure they have it in them to recapture that old spirit, especially at home? No, I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm Last season, I've, I've, we've never watched a year like last year. Last year was that special. Last year was one of the most special years <clears throat> you could watch as a sports fan. So um, to think that they're automatically going to recapture that spirit is – no, that's not automatic. They, they, need to, they need to find their own identity. Um, last year is over. It's a new year. Uh, Aussie Knicks fan, after today's loss, how are you feeling for the rest of the week? Uh, I think we'll be all right. Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, I'm I'm very worried that they're going to lose either or both of the next two games. I mean, again, I, I the, the concept of beating the world champs twice in a row and the concept of beating the Sixers twice in a row with Embiid playing like he's playing, and they're, they're just – they're playing really well. They found – you know, I, I didn't think they'd be particularly worse with, without Ben Simmons before the year. I think losing Harris would would hurt, but they apparently are fine without him even. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's going to be rough. Um, we got a couple more, and then i uh, going to get out of here because we have to record a podcast. Um, DDD137. Wasn't really worried about tonight. It seemed, from what I saw, that the defense is improving from what it was at the beginning of the season. I think they're they're finding stuff. 
Um, but they just couldn't hit shots, which I'm 100% confident they will improve upon. Yeah, they'll hit shots. Um, I think the offense is going to be okay. Defense is going to be okay. But, like, if you're just okay on both ends, uh, that's that's not going to be good enough on a lot of nights. Brian Benjamin, what happened to RJ? Why didn't we see him in the fourth quarter? Because he wasn't good tonight. Um, Jeremy Chase, Macri, Rubio's insane night makes me wonder, what are your top five biggest? How the hell is this guy lighting up the Knicks, guys? Man, I, I am – it is – I am too many minutes into this uh, live stream to think of those guys off the top of my head. Um, Rubio certainly comes to mind um, as – he. Th- this is a top five all-nighter or all-timer all um, for sure. Let me see if I can come up with some other good ones really quickly. Um, hmm. Man, my brain is fried. Um, I'll think about this, and I'll get back to you, because I don't have anything off the top of my head. I feel like – no, that's not a good one. I was going to say Terrence Ross always lights us up, but Terrence Ross lights a lot of guys up. Um, no, it has to be like a, how is this guy beating us? Um, yeah. I don't know. Let me sleep on it, and I'll have something for you. But this is this is up there. And then uh, Hush Zoo can't wait for who? Niang Masterclass tomorrow. <laughs> I would really like for that to not be the case. Oh, I'm sure Ish Smith had an Ish Smith game against us. There has to be someone on those process sixers. Maybe um, TJ McConnell probably had a game against us. Yeah. Um, anyway. All right, that's all I got. The Kobe White game. Thank you, Andrew. That's a good one. Kobe White game's a good one. All right. Um, I will see everybody after the game tomorrow night, hopefully with more of my voice back. And uh, don't forget, check out the uh, podcast with me and Jeremy tomorrow, which I am going to start recording right now. All right. Thanks, everybody. Peace out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.